course, welcome to EastEnders Weekly, your weekly podcast where we discuss all things EastEnders. And we are possibly in mourning once more. Not for a death of a character, but for a relationship. <laughs> oh no, oh dear. I've got my morning knickers on and my tights on. Your morning, your morning knickers. <laughs> you don't, you, you, you uh, rarely show off your morning knickers. Mm. Only a select few gets to see your morning That's knickers. Right. I was mourning when Grey came out as an evil man. Mm-hmm. I mourned mm-hmm. at Mel's death. You now... mourned. You mourned. No, no, no. You mourned when Mitch was right oh, yeah. about Grey being evil. And now Balam are over. That's it. Abby's death. Yes, but Balam, they're ended. But they're not. Well, no, we don't know. Ben. Well, we'll talk about this <laughs> later on the show. I'm gonna have T-shirts made saying that because you always jump the gun very quickly about There's a little tease for everyone. S- s- yeah, stories and th- this ilk. But um, I, I, I don't think I don't think they're broken up yet. Are they? They are broken up. Just depends how yeah, long. Forever. I, I don't think it's forever. He's got a wallet to give over. <laughs> He's got presents. It's Christmas. Well, if they weren't broken up before, when he gets that wallet, they definitely will be broken up. No, of course he won't, because he's got a picture of him and Lexi in it. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Not <laughs> him and Callum. No. Do you, do you reckon he's going to like drop that on the ground, and you're just going to see the air, the wind blow it open, and you just see the, the picture just open up? And <laughs> no, a tear will drop on it. Yeah, yeah. It, well, and then it'll be rain, and then it'll be snow. Because <laughs> it always snows on Albert Square, doesn't it, at Christmas? Or normally used, but yeah, used to. But quite a few years, yeah. Mm. Like, it never snows in the United Kingdom at Christmas very often at all anymore if it snows once i think on the top of the met office tower i think that's classified as a white christmas in mm, the uk very rare but never albert square i mean the whole of the country could be flooded or torrential rain but albert square always seems to get that white stuff the white mm. stuff that everyone wants and um, i mean it's been an explosive week obviously we're building up to christmas now so it's all been kicking off this week have you mm. got a favorite storyline of the week oh well again moment i think you should just hold your horses ben reel yourself in okay. and wait till we get to the end of the show when we'll be doing who won the week <laughs> and then we can start giving our opinions and of course we'll be talking and reading out your comments from twitter instagram and our facebook accounts Okay, fine. Well, let's get on with it then. Because we are discussing the episodes between the 16th and the 20th of December. Mm. And you've said my name already, Ben. Well, say my name then. Say my name, say my name. <laughs> and you are Callum. No. You wish I was Callum. <laughs> you are Alex, yeah. the co-host. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're starting off with the Carters, I think, this week. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're putting on their own, <laughs> their own nativity. Yeah, running out of vodka somehow. Which she had to change the bottle this week. Is it Shirley or is it Linda or Tina? We haven't seen much sight of Shirley, and Tina was too busy dressing up as a sheep. So I think Tina's busy as well. That's so true. there's only one culprit for the the vodka drinker, mm. the secret vodka drinker. And then yeah, we had like the annual community festive storyline last year. We had the choir, which went on for too long. Well, it went on till Christmas Eve. Yeah, it went on for a long, long mm. time. Mm. And um, but this one, I guess, is just a little short one this week of them creating their own nativity within like a day. Was it? Or two days? It was one most? day. It was over a day. And they only had the script. They only finalised the script after Bailey had gotten her solicitor mm. onto it. <laughs> Mr. Grey himself. Of course. He's not um, very busy this time of year, is he? So. No, no one's suing anyone at Christmas, are they? No one... January. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when the divorce is coming. Yeah. Isn't that the highest rate of divorce? It's like there's a certain date, like the first week of January. Because mm-hmm. you kind of put on the premise that you're happy with one another. That's when the Mitchells were getting divorced. Mm. Oh, well, if Sharon survives that yeah, long, of true. course. Yeah, Bailey had written a script, or, or it was it was very coincidental that Bailey had been writing a story for school 
about polar bears and Santa Claus and climate mm-hmm. change. Because of her recycling that's been going on. Yeah, yeah. For a, a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we had the dodgy relationship between Mick and Mitch, which I still tune out of when I see them on screen. They're BFFs. They're writing scripts, plagiarising quite often, and uh, Mitch can't think of any original ideas of his own, so he just copies ideas from other people. Mm. Um but then accuses Mick for doing the same thing because he downloads a script from the internet. I mean, I don't really know who they think is going to end up watching this play. Like the actual, <laughs> the actual writer of the script from the internet, so he can come in and, and find Gray and say, "I'm plagiarized." Mm, just a principle of it, I guess. Maybe Bailey would like email the person if she knew. I don't think so. I don't think Bailey would be that evil because no. she knew. Well, no, of course not, because the play was all about getting Ollie uh, a centre stage role, which again didn't really happen because everyone had an equal role on mm, that that's stage. That's true, but it wasn't an in. Well, it wasn't the nativity. No. The st- well, yeah, it's you know he he played an animal though. They all played different animals, and it was it was very much a uh, inclusive play because lots of learning difficulties uh, included. Because Bailey does that big speech at the beginning saying you know everyone is included everyone's allowed to be in this play this we're not going to leave anyone out despite what may be considered by civilized cons- despite being considered by some as a problem it's not that mm. everyone's invited to be in this play I and mean, it was a problem for the mummies of the school because they told mick no i don't really want to go with well, prob- linda the problem was linda yeah this time linda was the problem it's not, not fun to be around well, it's not that it's that she's drinking too much <laughs> And that they just have a problem with her drinking too much mm. and they don't want to, they don't like being embarrassed by her. But it's really their fault for why she's the way she is. So maybe they need to step up and take some of the blame for themselves. Mm. I really enjoyed the scene with Mick and Sharon in the cafe because we don't, we rarely get like quiet, calm scenes with Sharon anymore. And Mick and her were talking about like Angie was mentioned and Phil's alcoholism and how they used to run a pub. And mm. he was saying that he was a bit concerned about Linda. Mm. It's nice to get that little thing of Sharon like, oh no, but they're alcoholics. Uh, Linda's not. Sharon has quite the case history about um, having alcoholics. Mm. Herself as well. Dependent on them. And well, to be fair to Sharon, she's really shown some restraint for not, you know, drinking during her pregnancy. You know, she, when the beginning of her pregnancy, she was came very close to drinking the wine. Yeah, but now... She smashed that bottle yeah. of wine outside. Yeah, resiliently. <laughs> she was like, well, I'm not, not pregnant. No, I can't be pregnant. But, you know, she's been on the orange juice. She handed over a lemonade to Linda. Linda's first reaction was like, oh. What's this? It tastes gross. It tastes disgusting. <laughs> can't be mine. It tastes like lemonade. <laughs> I want straight p- pure vodka. Because Mick um, asked Sharon, oh, can you just keep an eye mm. on Linda? Because you're our best mate, our only mate. Um, so she said, yeah, sure. It's not, it's, I doubt it's a problem, but I'll, I'll keep um look. And she bought her like a non-alcoholic drink and, and gave her like a few words of wisdom about being nicer to her husband and maybe spend time with Mick rather than have a fun time drinking. Yeah. Which kind of went on deaf well, ears. Well, yeah, not not to try to segregate him, herself from Mick. But, you know, this again, it comes down to Mick and Linda don't just don't talk to each other. <laughs> they need to... Well, they that need is to the discuss. main problem, isn't it, you know, they the past just, five years? It just always boils down to the fact that every time that this a problem arises, it's that because they don't communicate with one another. And, like, they seem to be the worst culprits on the square for this. Like, they just don't seem to have this... Like, they're... Everyone says how they look up to their marriage and how they're like the gold standard of how a marriage should work but mm. yet they're probably the worst marriage on the square well that's like the landlord and landlady of queen vic like summed up isn't it mm. like angie and den were the same they you put up a front for your punters and for the community and pat and frank and now i guess and, and you know sharon and grant were the same yeah but i, I guess it's like a thing that the landlady and landlord of the vic do they they put up this front of this 
perfect family. Well, I don't think they are putting... The, the, the thing is, they weren't putting on a face because they were the perfect family. But but whenever they have problems, they just don't deal with them properly. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't need to put this face on to the public <laughs> if they dealt with the problem properly. It hazards the question, really. It just kind of... That seems to be lingering in the air quite often now, which is how much longer can the Carters really run the pub? Are they really fit to run the pub any longer? Mm. Well, even Mick said to Sharon, he said, oh, you know, how could Angie run the Vic? She was an alcoholic. Mm. So he's obviously going to be questioning it when it does come out. He's going to be questioning the same thing, I guess. Well, he's questioning it now. He's mm. questioning it already. So is there any longevity anymore for the Carters to run the Queen Vic? All it has to do is just turn it down a little bit, undo a few of her top buttons and let a bit out and let let people know that there is um she's not perfect that's her main problem isn't it she she likes to know think everyone think that she's perfect yeah she but needs to let it let it all out a little bit yeah but it feel it feel is a case study this in fact it happened again this week you know there's if you if you're an alcoholic if you if you depend yourself on alcohol in order to make yourself feel better then really you can let down as many buttons as you like you can you can you know unclip your hair as much as you like you're always going to be dependent on alcohol and if you're working in a setting where there's alcohol around you all the time uh, literally at, at one inch away from your hand where you just grab a glass and then top it up with a measure then you know it's it's dangerous Phil this week, you know, came very close to drinking again with with his fallout. You know, it, it only takes a small thing for Linda to have a fallout. Mm-hmm. So, again, it just poses the question, is there any future now for Linda and Mick in the Queen Vic? Yes, yeah, it's not the type of thing that they can write out. Of course they can't. Like Patrick Stroke, <laughs> for example. <laughs> yeah. Um, they can't do that. Or Stuart so. shooting Mick, you know, mm-hmm. or shooting himself in the Vic. You know, it's not something you can just kind of patch over and kind of use tipex and just forget it ever happened it's happened it's happening and now this is going to be a a character trait for linda for the rest of Mm. her time on the soap so i suppose we just have to see if 2020 will possibly be their last year in the vic or at least linda's last year in the vic i think it will i just don't see there's any future for them in the vic anymore shirley and phil can run it oh no he's an alcoholic too yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. So Phil, can't. Phil can't. Phil could. Phil, Phil could own it, and what? I think Kathy's an alcoholic too. Every time she's invited <laughs> oh, yeah. out for for some kind of social gathering, she normally ends up legless, being crawled home by Tina. That's true. So I don't know who could who could actually potentially run it? Callum. Well, Chantel and Gray. That'd yeah, be not a future there. Yeah, but that's my point. The Vic is always the the true. hive, isn't it? That's the spot. No, Gray's too proud to do something common like that. No, he liked no. Don't you think he'd like the idea of lording oh, yeah, over? Oh, a community man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd yeah, like maybe. that. He'd enjoy that. I mean, it could be a little side project that Gray could buy in for Chantel. So he kind of pops home in the evening after his soliciting. Not, <laughs> not that he sells himself <laughs> on the streets. Sadly. Yeah, <laughs> but um, and uh, yeah. I mean, that'd be nice. But I think Stability. it's I think it's likely that it's going to be an outsider, an outsider mm. coming in. But maybe but, the Panasonic brothers. They'll buy that too. I wonder if it might be the Panacea Brothers too. Mm. I really do. That'd be Possibly. really interesting though, because that's not really a family setup. Every time a new family, every time something new comes in, it's a family normally. Or, or I don't know. It just feels right for it to be like that. But maybe we'll they, maybe they've got um, girlfriends hidden in the wings, ready to come. Of course, or boyfriends. Of course, of course, of course. we're very liberal We're here at EastEnders Weekly Podcast. <laughs> right, so let's move on now and talk a little bit about the honey situation with the pageants. So yes, the other pageant storyline is continuing. Mm-hmm. And um, where I thought, I was a bit worried that they were retracting Honey's character to back to just work in the Minute Mart with Billy. 
in the relationship. And I was a bit worried that they were undoing like a year's worth of slight character growth for her. But it seems like they're kind of keeping it going. Kind of, but, but not half really. like yeah, half trying arse. to go back to what she wants to be. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm just not here for her and Billy getting back together, but Well Honey is. Honey's I know, that's why I don't like the way she's just sitting there all like snooty tooty on the sofa, like well, looking just, at them. Yeah, and it's just the fact that she's just fallen back into something that's safe again and it's like, Oh no, mm. honey, don't do that. Stop stop taking the safe safe option. It's um it's really nice her friendship with Ash. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really good. And I love the fact that Ash is like only been on the square for what, like a month or two and she's had more of an impact than mm-hmm. like a few characters like that Dottie, we've introduced yeah. yeah, like in either the same time frame or, you know, Habiba and Ikra. I mean, Ikra's quite lucky that she's got herself attached to Ash because together they make an interesting couple. Mm. But poor Habiba, she's Getting into the, in action, she's she? getting in the wilderness a little bit now, isn't she? And she's mm. kind of had her story, and you know that's the end of it. Yeah, she's like Robbie Jackson territory. She or Ted, is Ted territory. That's right. That's right. And so slowly, one day you'll hear that she's going to go off traveling <laughs> yeah, and... on a pilgrimage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just find it funny how Honey doesn't seem to accept that Billy's with Karen, but like mm. all, all last year, it was fine for her to be with Adam and they were broken up. Yeah, but it was now, a double standard, Yeah, isn't it? but now that she's broken up with Adam, she finds it really offensive that he's moved on. I don't think she finds it offensive. You I know just what I mean? It... Like, she finds it like he shouldn't have, in a way. That's what it's coming across as. Well, I think because Billy spent so long trying to get, <laughs> trying to get Honey uh, last year, or, sorry, throughout the year, now that she's there and, you know, accepting for Billy to come and sweep her off her feet, and he's not doing it because he's got this relationship with Karen now, and he, he doesn't seem to be actively trying to, he doesn't seem to be actively trying to stop the relationship with Karen. He's quite happy and suited with Karen. Mm. I mean, I, th- I think they're a good couple, Karen and Billy, honestly, and I don't really want as you said the growth with honey that's been in you know with adam and just it just doesn't seem right to me for her to just get back Go to, straight together. back yeah, yeah. rather she stayed with ash i know yeah honey and ash seems to be an interesting yeah, very good couple <laughs> yeah i know it's strange isn't it it seems to be do you, do you think without it sounding too crass that ash likes honey more than that or do you think just that ash is just no a very friendship. friendly person yeah. she's a doctor she's very professional yeah, she is. She's she great. She's there someone. She is great. I mean, she, you know, she's prescribed alcohol to Honey, which is probably not the safe safest bet, considering what we just talked about with mm, Linda. <laughs> that's true. But um, she was sort of giving her advice because Honey was getting upset that, one, Lola had got Janet, like, involved in the pageants without really asking Honey. She just asked Billy. Mm. And then, two, um, Karen is kind of parenting or trying to parent Janet and, like, doing her hair, and Honey's not really... She feels like she's kind of being forgotten or left out, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I... And the new honey doesn't get left out. She's there. She's headstrong a little bit. But I don't think... A little this... push from Ash. See, that's the thing, though. I don't think honey's being headstrong in the right direction. I think honey should be confident in the, you know, in the trying to kind of build her life back up again as an independent, strong woman, rather than, again, falling back on the, oh, I need a man to look after me. Oh, Billy's very dependable. Billy's okay. So I'm going to fall back onto Billy. Oh, but Billy's, you know, with this other other woman now, Karen. So now Mm. I'm going to make Karen, I'm going to put Karen down to make myself feel better and mm. there's no really any different to what Adam was doing to Honey which is basically undermining like, her, undermining yeah. and shaming everyone else to make her feel and act like she's better and that's, yeah, that's the one true. thing that's the one thing that made me a bit angry because it's great that Ash's relationship with Honey is 
so so strong between them. But at the same time, I think that Ash really didn't give her very good advice when it came to Karen, because I think she should have said, well, hold your horses there. Billy has moved on. You insisted on that. So stop trying to now... Yeah, trying to accept her. Yeah, almost revert Billy back into your your line of thinking. You made Billy change his line of thinking away from you, and now you're trying to bring him back again because you're lonely and want someone's attention. And does that, you know, for me, Honey is stronger. So show it by just being herself and being able. Being stronger. Yeah, and being Mm. you know being able to share Janet with karen mm, i mean the under, other la- underlying thing of this is the pageant thing and obviously the history of honey's bulimia and her modeling and mm. she doesn't kind of want janet to get involved in that world i guess but the funny thing is she let will will was a young will model. modeled yeah so but this is the thing isn't it so it kind of shows that maybe honey still hasn't gotten over janet janet's yeah mm. her 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 down syndrome and it, it you know, it's a bit overprotective, I guess. I don't think it's being overprotective. I think is it is she she worries that Janet's going to be humiliated and laughed at, and, well, and then in turn she's laughed at. Yeah. Exactly, and Honey doesn't like to be Honey doesn't like to be looked and pointed at. She kind of likes to just kind of mix into the mm. into the you know the background. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a complicated one, but I'm glad that they are looking into it, like her yeah. Honey's past, because we know so little about her actual past. So it is interesting, and hopefully, maybe she can open up to Ash a bit more, and we can learn a bit more about. I her. hope so. The, the friendship is the good part of this. It's just that I think that they need to just keep her away from Karen and Billy, and let Karen and Billy have a journey of their own. Let yeah, them have. They can a... break up on themselves. Exactly. I'm sure they will. I'm sure Billy will do something to muck it up. So yeah. let them do it. They're a car crash waiting to happen. Easy. Right. We're going to go on to our feature, which is just some new about the press event that happened recently and a um a new casting not just some news ben some big news involved letitia dean so time to read all about it the wolfer gazette is out for another issue a special feature this week just before christmas Sorry, 30 pence no i haven't got a 30 pence will you take a uh, half-eaten uh, snickers bar and deep frightened yeah maybe yeah deep mm. frightened vegetable oil <laughs> Fat. Little warning for everyone: there may be slight spoilers for future storylines here. So yes, this is going to be very, very spoilerific. So if you want to know how far to skip forward, have a look on the show notes and then go to the next section because yes, we will be revealing a few stories, quite current ones as well. Just yeah, right now, announcements from the press mm, event. Mm, absolutely. So where should we start then? So there were the press event. This basically was what we're talking about: the press event that happened on the 18th of December for all press, obviously, and writers. Mm. Um, about EastEnders and they've got to see the Christmas episodes and the New Year's episodes. Our invite got lost again two years in a row. I know in the post but don't worry John Sen knows us. Knows us he now, does know so. that. <laughs> he does. He, we made it quite clear to him so he, he you know we might next get year. an invite next year or or indeed at any point during a press event that's coming for EastEnders mm. in the following 2020 calendar. I mean this one happens every year because this is the mm. one where they announced the Lola coming back last year. Yes. So we were expecting like possibly a and casting announcement so and we weren't disappointed by this because no. we have um well we have what well, what may i just say i predicted could happen only only two days prior to this because anyone who follows us on twitter we have a christmas countdown advent calendar and each day we have a different topic that we post a picture of and um a character that I wanted back, I said Peter Bill. So obviously I didn't predict it, but I wanted it to happen. Mm. And obviously last minute at the press event, they thought, right, 
Alex from EastEnders Weekly Podcast. He wants Peter Bill back. Yeah, he's not started filming yet. Let's, so. yes, that's it. Let's get the cogs in motion. And they certainly did. So he's the seventh iteration. Mm, but really the fourth. Because like, I don't count kids. Well, really. the, yeah, the very, very like, young Peter is a character of his own storyline. There's been three before him, I'd mm. say. But a lot, there's been a lot of criticism being thrown again. because obviously, Really? Well, yes. Because obviously Ben Mitchell had been replaced. He was a sixth iteration. Um, and a lot of people have been saying, why do you keep changing the actor who plays him? And, you know, you have to understand that the guy who played him most recently recently peter you mean or ben peter yes yeah ben hardy um well i suppose i did mean ben then <laughs> i meant both it was very confusing he's you know he's doing netflix films now he's busy mm. he's busy and and he did the bohemian rhapsody film recently um, i find it funny how the day that this was announced was the same day where he like was a bit shady towards these tenders mm. and lorraine brought it up and he didn't want to talk about it and That's... then 10 minutes later Oh, recast. Yeah, there's all the other ways it's been recast. Yeah, so take that, Ben Hardy. <laughs> That's funny. I think it's common knowledge that he possibly was invited to come back and he turned it down. Probably. It was that speculation. I'm not sure. I I, I got the impression that it was an inv- he was invited, but he, he kind of turned it down. Just Good. like one certain... Because obviously, if Peter Bill's coming back, then straight away, the piggyback of the news is, well, then Lauren must be coming back. Lauren oh, Branning no. must come back with him. And so Jacqueline Josser. And this is... You know, this has been... We should have saw it coming, shouldn't we? With his head, yes. And and she has officially said that she was asked back by mm, the producers. Recently. And she said no for... Basically going on, I'm a celebrity. And winning. <laughs> and winning and then doing nothing with it. So good job, Jacqueline. But... Yeah, I'm glad that Lauren's not coming back, though. So well, I'm not displeased. No, see, I would like Lauren to come back, but I'm not particularly fussed about... Sorry to... Any... I'm... This is going to get so much hate, but I'm really not fussed about Jacqueline Josser no, coming me back either. as Lauren. She's rubbish. No, no. <laughs> I mean, She's not rubbish. Yeah, but she's just bored when she's on the show. She shouldn't come back. She's a bit like what Keanu is acting right now. Yeah. Just doesn't seem to put any effort into it. Just, just seems to kind of just mm. do the motion. She just plays Jacqueline Josser, basically. <laughs> we don't know Jacqueline Josser intimately. So... Well, we've seen her on I'm a Celeb, so... Well, we've seen her on Instagram stories enough yeah. to know what maybe Jacqueline Josser is recast like. her, actually. That'd be even funnier, because then she can't come back. <laughs> She could have ghosts. She could have the ghost of Abby Branning haunting her, a bit like oh, um, they should recast like Lauren and cast um, Lorna Fitzgerald as Lauren. <laughs> Just <laughs> dye her, dye her dark. black, yeah, make <laughs> it dark. That'd be amazing. So anyway, the, the main story is that Peter Bill's coming back. He's he's being played by. Um, mm. Tell me about him. Well, I will. He's been played by Dale Hudson. There's not much really to say about him. He's but he has got a show reel out there if you search for it. Yes, it's on, on our YouTube. Facebook group. I oh. put it on there for everyone to look at his acting skills. Oh, there we go. So if you go to our Facebook group, just by going to Facebook and looking for EastEnders Weekly Podcast, clicking to join, you will find the video there. So what was your first reaction of him? I know... Cheekbones. Cheekbones for days. Yeah, yeah. Blonde hair. Mm-hmm. He looks like Peter Bill. He does look like a Peter Bill more than what Ben Hardy does, I feel. He looks like a mix of... Like the past two, yeah, the past Thomas two. Law and... Yeah. yeah. So it's a good, it's a good casting mm. yet again. And... He's like, I, I don't know, the look they're going for is, are they going to do a darker Peter? Or... No, no, not another dark oh, I don't know, but there must be some sort of reason. But they haven't said what his storyline is coming back. Um, but obviously we know he lives in New Zealand. He's apparently with Lauren. Mm. Ian went, was it in the summer? Ian disappeared for a few months because to help him get off of drugs or something. Wasn't that a while back? That was when Masood was still in this show because he came back with that b- that book about how to... You know, oh, yeah, be better. Be more so motivated. about a year ago then. Yeah. So whether Peter's on drugs or not or why he's leaving New mm. Zealand. Has Simon Wick's been mean to him? <laughs> Is he indeed? Does he Is know Simon Steve's Wick's dead? coming back? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, lots of things going on. Mm. But I'm guessing he'll come back without Lauren and without Louis. 
well, this is this is speculation, obviously. But or is um, Lauren dead? Who knows? No, they can't kill off another branning daughter. <laughs> That'd be awful. There'd only be um the the son left. Mm, and baby Abby. Oh, of course, yeah, but baby Abby's the oh, grandson of Max Branning. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm I am excited that he's coming back. I did, as I said, I did say I would like Peter Bill to come back, build up the bills as we mm-hmm. keep carrying on on the show. Give Kathy something to do. Obviously, Martin <laughs> um left the fruit and vegetable recently, yep. so that explains that. Mm-hmm. So Pete's gonna go straight back on there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Pete Bill. Follow Ian's dad's footsteps. <laughs> licks his fingers and gets paper bagged off the shelf. Yep, yep, yep. So it'd be really interesting. And I kind of hope Lauren does come back. As I say, I personally would like it recast. You know, you guys listen. Trouble is, though, yeah. if Lauren comes back, that gives Max Branning even more roots into the show to not leave. That's, so that's a tricky slope there. That's true. But, I mean... Is it worth it? <laughs> they are they are softening Max. And <sighs> with this, this intrepid mission that they're trying to make Max a much more likeable character... It, it is beginning to rub on me a little bit that, you know, he's it's just becoming so obvious that they're trying to revert Max. Mm-hmm. Like with Stuart, they did it in such a almost quite a natural way. But with Max, it's being forced and they're, mm-hmm. they're now linking him up with Ruby and Ruby's become a really good character. So maybe Peter will return with Louis and say that Lauren's gone off the rails since her leg incident. She's been addicted to painkillers. <laughs> leg incident. Well, she last time we saw her, she was hobbling, hobbling off, off, didn't she? Yeah. So maybe she's like become addicted to painkillers and Peter's left her. She stole Abby's Julius thing. Mm. Let's not discuss <laughs> this any further. <laughs> but yeah, maybe, maybe that's the story. So she's kidnapped the kid and come back to the UK. Mm. The publicity shots, you don't see him with a... You think he'd be with a child, oh, yeah, wouldn't have a you? Kid. Yeah, they're yeah. leaving it. Maybe he comes back for the 35th anniversary. Well, just for no, they wouldn't do no, it. No, like as his no, as his like that's when he's back because he's not started filming yet. Mm. So okay. adds up. Yeah. Well, we touched on uh, something else actually because uh, a few more stories came from the press event. One of them, Martin, as I said, we touched on Martin just now, and uh, the revelation that his dark Martin character was actually created by James by himself. I know, he wanted to be that character. <laughs> Yeah, he was the one who put forward the idea to Kate Oates. Because yeah, he reminded her that um, he dangled Ben from a bridge. Yes. And um, she was like, oh, didn't know that. And write that down quickly. <laughs> so, um, yes, they sort of really, that's why they really went with that mm. bridge incident, I guess, which we were all a bit confused about at the time. They wove it into the plot. Yeah, mm. so that explains why. But, yeah, Martin. But I wonder why the uh, actor James Bay wanted this dark turn for his character. Do He's you a bit he... of acting chops, doesn't he? Mm. He's a really good actor, so... He is, he is. But it's a character... I mean, a lot of people can't get on board with this kind of character, as we've talked a few times. Mm. Uh, I don't mind him, but obviously not for everyone's cup of tea. Coming up to the 17th year anniversary of him doing Hit and Run on Jamie as well. So he's at his lowest point oh. this Christmas. Do you think... <laughs> He's going to have a very dark Christmas. <laughs> um, so, as I said, James Bay was at the event, as was Max Bowden, Tilly Keeper. She, she just... had a hat on. I know, she came out to say hello. Like she was hiding. She had like a hat and sunglasses on. <laughs> Maybe she had a drink a few <laughs> had a bit too much beforehand. Most important though, guest. But this is what I was going to say. Surprise. The, the very surprising. Lots of pictures out on Twitter from all the press, basically all overwhelmed and excited that they mm. got to have a photograph with the one, the only, the UK Mariah Carey. Mm. Rare public appearance. Very rare. Miss, Ms, sorry, <laughs> Letitia Dean. Mm. She was out and about doing the, the doing the junket oh, and all kinds of stuff. Very rare. Mm. She didn't have, she didn't even turn up to awards. No, no. She looks looking great though. Yeah. Looking really good. 
interested. You, you were saying that it's a shame that she can't pick her outfit on the show, really, because she looked better at the press event than she did. You know, Sharon's meant to be this, you know, glamorous, yeah. Nothing but Gucci for Sharon, and she looked better at the press event. Yeah, Tish knows how to do it, doesn't she? She, oh, she, she can ring in a, an mm. audience if she needs to. It did make me laugh that every single journalist was like desperate to get a photo with Letitia D. Mm, I'd be too. <laughs> it was basically just a meet and greet, yeah, and the Christmas episode was showing. Yes, yes, but but as you say, everyone had their photograph taken, and um, uh, a little friendly jibe by the Custard TV uh, friends of ours on the podcast said that uh, we're, you and I are the only people now that haven't met Letitia Dean. Yeah, because he got invited to the set and he met Letitia Dean. Yep, he's met her. Stephen Patterson now works for Metro Soap, so he met her. Yeah, her Duncan Lindsay. Duncan Lindsay was in the photo too. Everyone yeah. had their arm around Letitia Dean. <laughs> they were prizing her away from the champagne to have a photograph taken with her. Mm, very rude. Well, she did make a few jokes though. She jokingly said that she would love a storyline where she was having an affair with Ben Mitchell, <laughs> her son-in-law. Well, that destroyed Twitter, by the way, as well. Have you seen all the comments? People mm. were like, really angry at her. <laughs> oh, really? No, I haven't seen it. Of course, she was joking. Yes, it was. It, tongue was firmly in cheek when she said it. Um, and there was a there was also a leak of the New Year celebration or the New Year story for EastEnders because I think we pretty much we pretty much know what's happening over Christmas mm. now. This it's year. like a special episode, which is quite interesting. And it appears that there's two episodes set on News Day. One is the one that they announced where it follows Linda, like a day in Linda, Linda's world. A day in the life of Linda. So it's, it's a bit like the episode, you know, where they did with Stacey, where they followed her when she was having her breakdown and mm. they stayed, the camera was on her. I guess it would be like that. So Linda goes from party to party and the night sort of spirals, I guess. Drinking more and more. Mm. I see. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do. It's meant to be quite a um, brave episode they've said that they've done. So. Mm. Well, it'd be nice to, for, to put some kind of... And there is... To say context isn't really the right term. It's the best I can think of right now. But to, to put some layers and some context onto the Linda story, the alcoholism storyline. And mm. I think to do something like this, where you see her kind of spiralling out of control, especially at the time of year when drinking is seen as a bit more of a normal thing to do, but people around her can see that she's doing it a little bit more than mm. what should be okay. I think uh, it's an yeah. interesting idea. I am looking forward to it. Hopefully it'll be like, you'll see it through her eyes where she's drunk. Mm. And then they'll like, the, the second episode that's set on the same day, maybe they'll show it through like the people who are sober looking at her and it's like distorted a bit. I mean, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Like, to see how she is hearing people reply back to her. Or oh, through her beer goggle eyes. Yeah, compared yeah. to people sober, like telling her to like move on or whatever. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be quite interesting. Yeah, so you can see what th- she thinks they're saying mm. to her. Oh yeah, that'd be great. We'll see. We shall see. Is there anything else that you took from the press event that caught your eyes? Letitia Dean. This is the thing. <laughs> That's all it was. I mean, it did worry me that Letitia Dean did turn up because obviously there's rumours that she may be taking a break mm. and obviously end of her contract, she'd be like, okay, I'll appear. I'll, yeah. do, I'll go to the meet and greet. So that does worry me, but we'll see. Yeah, almost out of the kindness is to say thank you for these past mm. seven, eight years. Now I'm bowing out politely. Mm. But then again, like, if Louise is leaving, Keanu's leaving. Yeah. Sharon can't leave. We just feel left the storyline. Yeah, so. but you could look at it the other way that with all these big characters linked to Sharon leaving, it makes sense for Sharon to leave too and almost start afresh in about three, four years' time. Three or four years? She likes months. her long break. No, yeah. no, no. She likes her long breaks. All I'll accept is a four to six month break. I, 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 I can hear Calendar Girls, the stage show, shouting her, saying, Letitia. She could join Thunder Girls. She could do Thunder Girl. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, she should have her own daytime chat show. 
Like Tish. 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 Yeah, Tisha. Tisha. <laughs> like Jeremy Kyle. She gets those Vortis members to come out and start shouting at one another. Anyway, we're going into the realms of uh, nonsense. Mm. So, um, lovely. So that was the press event. I hope you guys, if you didn't spoil too much, if you did decide to carry on listening to it. But um, if you want, you know, latest news updates, you can always find uh, some on our Twitter. Also our YouTube channel where we do videos and spoilers every week. Just go to YouTube and then search EastEnders Weekly Podcast. You can find us then. That's right. That on was... with the roundup then. Yep, let's carry on. So Rainy's still got her fringe. Yeah. And and now she's got Baby Abby. Oh yeah, who never seems to age. Like who, baby just, Abby or yeah, Rainy? Ba- ba- <laughs> no, Rainy does. Um, baby Abby. She's just always Baby Abby all the time. Maybe she's just going to be the character as Baby <laughs> Abby. She'll be like um this Lisa or Bart Simpson. Yeah, like, There will always be eight or ten. Yeah, exactly. Maggie. Yeah. She'll never say, what will her first words be? It'll be like, oh, that's such a good episode of The Simpsons. What do you think Baby Abby's first words will be? Crack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, Rainey was in because she was helping Stuart because he's, you know, he's found a career which he could possibly be good at. Death. He hasn't been fired on the first day again. No. So that's good for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He doesn't have to dress up as hot dogs. So that's all fine. Yeah. Nice suit. Nice brown suit, I think. Mm. Yeah. He looked quite good on Friday, actually. He Scrubs just, up. just popped out of the cupboard. It was there ready to bear. It's Callum. <laughs> well, Callum's old one. I don't think he'd fit in Callum's suit. Right, Callum doesn't really fit in his suit, does he? Oh, he's yeah. very tight on him. Quite, and all the right places. Yes, all the bumps. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's sort of um, be, he was left in charge at the beginning of the week because mm. um, Jay was doing something. Coming what? And um, probably car lot related. Yeah. So, um, but he thought he like messed something up, and bodies were being sent to the wrong place. What, the and body that one was, was meant... burnt, and one was buried or something. <laughs> you can have a bit more respect. One body went to the crematorium when it was meant to be buried, and one body that was meant to be buried, not buried, went didn't went to the burial site mm, that's what i said oh you just said burn yeah burn how dare you oh please you'd never get a job at um coca and sons well, and they were putting christmas lights up they don't mind they're happy well i know that's quite a, quite an unusual twist that the story went that direction at the end of the week that basically mm. in order to get more people i mean how do you drum up a trade in funeral c- you don't business? need to because people die in december that's anyway. what i mean it's it's one of those things that like how... It should be at its busiest, actually, this time of year. Do you think? Yeah, it's at its highest at the moment, so something's <laughs> happening. How do you know this statistic? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of family members died around this time. What, it's personally? December, yeah. It's always December. Well, in EastEnders, everyone gets born around Christmas time. Mm, that's true. But had... A lot of do die on Christmas Day, too. Well, Pauline. Archie. Oh, that's true. And others. <laughs> <laughs> and more. <laughs> there is a lot. I saw them all recently on a list. But, um, yeah, so they should be busy, but they're just trying to drum up trade and, and, well, and know that they're approachable in case someone does die soon well, by, they'll, by remem- going they'll remember a, them but going into a building with neon lights flashing yeah it's like Sonia liked it <laughs> Sonia did like Sonia it Sonia liked it she works at the hospital lots of people die there that's true recommend. so Sonia could g- give out some business cards mm. after <laughs> saw some great lights yeah, yeah, yeah oh sorry to hear that your uh, aunt has died but I know a really good funeral parlour who could do the work mm. for you oh, fair enough yeah I suppose it's attracted the right audience then I suppose <laughs> <laughs> it did. I don't really know what the point was of the storyline. I guess it was just to show that Rainey and Stuart are like a good team and he's good at what he's doing. Yeah, Rainey and Stuart are a good couple and long may they continue. And also to show that to show Jay that perhaps he's done things too by the book for too long. And mm, that maybe... Sounds like Jay. Yeah, shaking regimented. up a little bit. I mean, I don't really know. Like he's going he's gonna to commit his time more now to the car lot, as he's repeatedly said. But I don't really know what he's going to do there. Because I don't... Sell I can't... cars? I can't imagine Jay having a patter. 
Like, no, he doesn't he was... have much to him, does he? No. He'll do the filing. <laughs> well, that's all working. Well, so he's like <laughs> a secretary. He'll be, the, yeah, he'll be like the secretary. He'll do all the lackey work while Ben does all the hard work of yeah. selling the cars. Ben, I can see it because Ben's got a kind of patter to him. Mm. But Jay doesn't really really have that pattern i can't no, see jay him. having that pattern no he's more suited in the coffin business really he is he is but so's rich so Stuart. he's proven his worth and so's rainy so hopefully rainy may be on the book soon i imagine because she's putting in all the work so then it will be coca and mitchell and highway and branning and branning <laughs> and cross <laughs> and baby abby <laughs> <laughs> and sons <laughs> But yeah, I guess that was the more, it was just like a little Christmassy thing and Sonia enjoyed the lights and all the extras liked it and they looked at it, so. I love it, Sonia and the extras. Sounds like a band name. They could raise money That's for. next year's Christmas storyline. Yeah, they can raise money for the NHS Trust. <laughs> Sonia and the extras presents, sings the choir hits. Right, so we're going on to the Mitchells, Cross, Jack, Cross, Balam, Cross, Shianu. Storyline now. My goodness, lots of merge. Yes, quite a lot, lot of things. Those going on. So, um, yes, there was a kidnap. I mean, should we start with Phil first because mm. he's mm. my main issue of the week. Okay. Um, it's very uneasy to watch. I find. Yeah. Like I know he's angry at Sharon because she's possibly slept with someone. I mean, he doesn't really know that yet, but he kind of does. But like the fact that he's walking around like threatening to kill this pregnant woman, <laughs> and on Friday, like he bashed his chair into her and made her drop her phone, and it's like it just feels a bit like. Not horrible. It does feel horrible, but I don't know what the word is. But it just feels really like sinister. Yeah, like you're doing this to this woman who's callous, pregnant. isn't it? It's almost nasty yeah. the what he's trying to do. It's like okay, she may be pregnant with someone else's baby, but that's still another child. And he's like, I'm gonna kill her and strangle her to death. It's like, oh, it's just a bit much. I must admit, when he was saying those words, I was, I was the same kind of park as you. I I I felt like so. When if you want to kill Sharon, you want to kill this. This like innocent child. Her. Yeah, but not just Sharon. This, mm. you're basically, if you're killing Sharon, you're killing this innocent child that's in Sharon. And that's a real dark turn for Phil. It's one thing to say you want to kill someone, but it's another thing to to do it to a pregnant woman. Yeah, it's really odd how this mm. has really, like, hit him hard. Like, obviously it would have hit him hard, but this is... We've seen Phil thousands of times go yeah. off the rails, but never this sort of menacing, I suppose. It seems to be really getting at him. And he's like, he's constantly like slagging her off saying, oh, you don't know her. She, she's got, she can do this. She, that she'd sleep with yeah, anyone. She's really manipulative. It's not like she's not done it mm. before. But yeah. she is. <laughs> Which is true. I know it is true, but it just feels really weird the way he's like saying that he'll strangle her and like Ben and Keanu are just sitting there listening. Mm. None of them seems to shrug or well, say, oh, calm down, dad. Like, do you know what I mean? I mean, Keanu clearly is looking very concerned by for himself. <laughs> exactly. By Phil's attitude. Mm. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's gnawing away at Phil, isn't it? And it's it's something that seems to be just getting deeper and deeper. And the, the wound of, you know, the, the wounded Phil seems to be mm. getting more and more obsessed with basically getting justice for Phil. Mm. And I know I'm assuming what's going to happen, what I'm going to moan at now. I'm like, he's not got Sharon and had a proper conversation with her but well, mm. obviously we're going to be getting that at christmas which will be interesting because i want to know if they're going to bring up um his child with denise because that was like a similar situation that's true that's very true i, um, I forgot about so that. hopefully sharon will, she likes to sling up the dirt doesn't she so she, hopefully oh, yeah. she'll bring that up but also the way he like <laughs> went for jack this week as well was really just murderous like he was mm. going to ram into like jack and the kids he stopped himself before he was going yeah you're right he was going for jack um mm. and but, but, but then when amy and 
Ricky. Ricky came running out, skipping out. Um, he did stop himself, but my God, he was bright red, and he was, you know, mm. the pressure was there, and he was ready to do it. But he said like um, that Karen and the Taylors were family now because mm. of Peggy. But like Jack, is Jack not family then technically because he's had a kid with Sam and Ronnie? Yeah, and but, Roxy, but, sorry, but Phil and Ronnie. Well, yeah, Phil, Phil constantly said that you know he he felt like jack had ruined the mitchells um that he you know he kind of planted his seed inside the mitchells and it mm. didn't you know it didn't suit well for him it didn't quite you know it was it was something he couldn't really swallow and um you know i think that i think there's always been that deep set hate with jack and there's always been that kind of nastiness between them and this is just another way of letting off some steam i think it's just a it was almost an excuse for phil to to want to get his revenge on mm. jack we had another kidnapping well you know you can't go a week without a kidnap now no literally <laughs> getting quite and, and it's Sharon always in the didn't... same bit of road as well yeah yeah I know. I know and it's always in a van and it's always through the side entrance of the van as well <laughs> although i did notice this time unlike all the other kidnappings this year jack had a mattress to be pushed onto oh that's nice they softened his blow mm. so that was good well, lola didn't get that no she didn't or keanu Mm. Although she got to listen to the Girls Aloud soundtrack, so... That's true. Soundtrack. God, album. <laughs> Pluses and minuses. But, I mean, you know, Phil's ready... We've always been saying Phil's not a murderer. And, like, all these Dufters and cliffhangers did, like, leave nothing for me because I knew that yeah, never Phil happened. was not a murderer. But he was doubting him in petrol, mm. had a gun. <laughs> I don't know why he had that gun if he was going to set him on fire. Was he going to shoot him after he was on fire or what? Was that is... just a backup plan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, set him on fire, let him run. Um... The thing is that what would have been a real big shock is if Phil had become a murderer. Obviously, then this possibly would have been the end of Phil. Mm. Um, But because he's always never gotten his hands dirty, he's always stopped. There's always been a line and that line's obviously murder. He's always only maimed or hurt or physically disfigured Mm. people. But anything further than that is is where Phil stops. I mean, there was that storyline years and years and years ago where he accidentally set fire to the homeless man in the car lot. Right. And that tortured Phil for a long time Mm. and he was set on, he set on fire. So he burnt to death. So it was interesting that Phil chose to possibly set Jack on fire. (laughs) But then I suppose the homeless person was innocent. He, it wasn't, you know, he had done nothing. He Mm. hadn't crossed the Mitchell. That we knew of. (laughs) Could have. He hadn't made, yeah, well, exactly. It could have happened. Who knows? Sharon in the 80s was, (laughs) Very promiscuous. But, you know, um, Jack has done wrong here. Um, Well, Jack hasn't done wrong, actually. That's completely wrong thing to say. But, But, yeah, but Phil thought Jack had done wrong. But, yeah, poor Jack. Jack was... Jack was a bit upset, I think. Jack was quite hurt by the whole... Because I think there was always that... Yeah, I think there was always that kind of mutual... There was always that mutual respect between him and Phil. Not that they liked each other very no, much. No, but they knew... But they knew that they could just keep out of each other. Yeah, keep out of each other's way. But this week, you know, Phil kind of stepped up and showed Jack that he, he could fight with the best of them but then i suppose it's not really a fair fight when jack's kind of tied up in a no, in a pit and, and he didn't kidnap him himself no exactly he got all that done by someone else i then... did wonder how um phil padlocked the archers from the the outside, outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what did what was phil if he did actually kill jack what was he planning to do once he was dead i don't think he was just thinking leave him that in far. The, the pit and just that was it we'll let him rot I guess so. And emigrate. I mean, I don't think Phil's Phil's not been thinking, has he? I mean, as I said earlier on the podcast, he 
was going to drink until you know Ben stopped him. I mean, mm. can I just say that scene when him and Ben were in the house and Ben was like begging him, saying, you know, don't let this destroy you. Mm. You're stronger than this, and we don't want to lose you. You know, as a family. Yeah, Phil saying it's either me, I die, or the Jack dies, or the man who did this dies. Yeah, or, or either I die, as in I will drink myself to death, mm. and. I mean, the, the scene between them, the, the actors were brilliant, wasn't it? There was a real mm. mutual respect there. And I I really, you know, they had that scene again over the drinking when... Uh, yeah, ben, a few months ago. Yeah. It was really good. But yeah, they have a really good chemistry, those two. And, and I suppose really that's do. one of the best points of um, Ben's recast, because him and Harry Reid, Harry Reid was fine, but him and Phil never really had the same chemistry that Max Bowden seems to have with, have with um, Steve. Mm, mm. And uh, yeah, it's really good. And but, and they a lot of the time they do them in like one take as well, which they keep saying. So they obviously work really well. And if so, you can see sometimes in the scene, something happens where it's not meant to, but they, they carry on. Yeah. Like that happened again on this scene. I can't remember what it was. Like he, he put the vodka bottle down and something slipped or fell, and, but they carried on. It was really so, natural, and that's mm. what made it more... And it actually always has a throwback to when how they used to film the scenes in the 80s, where they used to film the scenes, but if a mistake was made, it was kept in because mm. it felt it more... Well, yeah, it felt, <laughs> it felt more natural. It, yeah. felt, you know, it felt like it, it, you were watching... You were watching through a window of someone's house rather than watching a TV scene play out. Mm. But yeah, I wonder if um, Max Bowden, when he had to audition, did it with Steve McFadden just so they could see the kind of chemistry between them. Yeah. It's just, just their chemistry is just outstanding. I mean, Max Bowden does have the advantage of having like chemistry with every character so far. So mm, it's true. probably more down to him. He's an excellent actor. Yeah. I mean, he, he just any doubts that we had at the beginning that like people were saying, I don't I mean, you, you can't, you cannot fault what Max Bowden done. And you, you know, there's a lot of complaints of people me moaning that he's basically on every episode since he started. But I yeah. think there's a good reason for that. He's just mm. he's just a monumental character. He's made Ben Mitchell his own, mm. and I think it's just it just plays so well on screen. Yeah, he's a yeah excellent casting, very good. Yes. Anyway, um, enough gushing over. Uh... Yeah, shut. <laughs> we've got more of him later. But um, yeah. So obviously Jack then is let off because they find out that he didn't impregnate Sharon. Impregnate? <laughs> Can't they clinical? Um, and then, like, just because uh, when this was happening, I was like, oh, well, what's going to stop him going to police and Phil can just go to prison for four years? Mm. Um, but, like, Ben had this weird thing where, like, he offers a Mitchell favour yeah. anytime he needs one. It's like a golden ticket. <laughs> like, really? This Mitchell favour is not really going to be that brilliant, is it? I've got a golden ticket. So I'm wondering, he's not used that favour. Although, did he use that favour this week? He said something like... Um, Please leave me alone. <laughs> it was something like, leave it or don't let Phil hurt someone. And Ben was like, oh yeah, I promise. Was that the favour? I don't think that was the official favour. Okay, good. No, that, that was just a kind of like a pinky promise. You see, that was a bit odd. Because we know that Jack's obviously a bit straight-laced now. So I found that a bit like... It's just straight lace. Okay, clutching at straws yeah. there. But then we had like Phil like thinking every man in Wolford <laughs> yes. was the man. Uh, Even Kush apparently. Well, yeah, bar the one it was. <laughs> mm, stood right next to him. Mm. Um, but yeah, he fought maybe Max because Max like hugged her in the market. Yeah, yeah. She touched Kush's chest. Yeah. Any chance she gets? She wants a new wardrobe when she's had the baby. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Wink. I'm surprised she didn't go to Whitney's still. She went to Cush's still. Well, Whitney's is a, yeah, exactly unique, one of a kind dresses. Mm. You think that would be more Sharon's style, but no, she go, She likes the <laughs> she, she likes, likes the mass production. <laughs> I go to Cush's still. Would you? He's got his own changing room. Do you remember he's got his own changing room? Does he? Yeah, but well, I, on the market. On the market, he's got a little <laughs> compart. He's got like a, a curtain bit. 
in the corner of his stall. I remember Surprise because... Bex were... didn't use that last, this year. <laughs> I remember there was a scene and they said, oh, have you got somewhere to try this on? He went, oh yeah, just over there. How odd. Mm. I'd go into the cafe toilets. It's just behind, isn't it? Yeah, but if you walked in, with Kathy would be like, are you going to buy anything? <laughs> you know, Kathy, she's a shrewd businesswoman. Buy my cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll get a pink and blue right, cup, Kath. please. You can buy them now. I know, on mm. Redbubble. Oh, yeah. Search it. Not by us, so we're not profiting. They're not ours, but yeah. Matter. We're not making any money from them. But we, you can buy yeah, merch. We missed our chance. <laughs> and then the other half of this storyline, I guess, is the Callum and Ben situation. Yeah, their relationship. Or the breakdown of. Because mm. um, Callum witnessed him like dragging Jack in the house. And he came back from a stressful day. He wanted to just watch a film on the sofa and snuggle up. Mm. Twiddle with his hair. But he saw a bit <laughs> of blood on his jacket. And he, he, he urged Ben like subtly to open up and tell him about his day mm. truthfully but ben didn't didn't want to he didn't and he gave me he gave him 12 hours essentially mm, all he, night all night he gave him the cold stare all night i can imagine you, can you imagine cold in that bedroom ben sleeping and he's kind of just kind of staring at him <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you're gonna tell me yeah listening to rainy and stewart next door yeah um but yeah the next morning he tried and ben did say some really horrible things he said it's my family so like you keep out mm. and i just i thought that was like okay like isn't callum your family like phil welcomed him into the mitchells yeah why can't you ben i mean it's complicated it's complicated i think ben is trying to keep callum away from the trouble and i think it's, it's obviously a deliberate mm. he's doing it him. from the, his heart yeah. Like, but in a, in a Ben Mitchell way. Well, he says he's trying to protect Callum because Callum sees the world full of, like, daffodils and flowers mm. and everything's so spongy and lovely and warm. <laughs> Plus, if Ben admitted what he was doing, he's basically admitting that he's going to murder someone, so... Well, yeah, but that's the thing, though. Ben is, is, again, he's kind of like his father in this respect. He's not doing it himself. He's not getting the blood on his hands. He's just going to organise for someone else mm. to do it for them. You know, mainly so they don't get in trouble with the police. Yeah. But, you know, he, he just he, Ben sees the world in a very cold, very uniform, very matter-of-fact way while Callum sees it in a, you know, more of a spectrum of love and peace and harmony. Mm. And I think that where their relationship it, it attracts one another because they kind of one softens the other while the other makes kind of protects them hard. It. Yeah, it makes them hard. <laughs> Um, I think Ben thinks that he can't, he he can only protect Callum if Callum wants to be protected, and Callum doesn't, and so that's mm. where the breakdown of the relationship. And also, is. it seems like Ben's like saying, "Oh, it's just one more job, and then it'll be over." Yeah, and it's I always guess one more job. Be, yeah, we always be one more thing, and there's that whole Callum police thing underlying it. His all run's as getting well. better, isn't it? He, this beginning <laughs> of the week, he said, "Oh, I'm improving my score." Yeah, Ben's run's not very good though. When he tried to stop Phil driving into that car, it was awful. Mm. So no one, make it. no one can run like Callum. No, he's got the skills. <laughs> we still yet to see his jogging. Well, we've seen. No, we saw it at the wedding day. No, but like another one. Yeah, third when one. he's actually in the tracksuit yeah. rather than the suit. <laughs> There was the Christmas trees, the Christmas lights, all everything was set out. Oh, it was very well framed, all very wasn't moody. it? Very moody. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Callum actually was the first one to say, "I love you." We know you. How he says "you" weird, doesn't he, Callum? You Again, notice? I don't notice that now. God's sake! You notice these little triggers it's in like people? It's like Y E W. You. 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 I love you. <laughs> you. You'll, every time you see it now, you'll hear it. But no, I mean, every time I see it, I hear it. Yeah, but every time. <laughs> But maybe, maybe you he need was the to... first one to say it, and 
Well, but Ben, ben couldn't look at him. Well, Ben couldn't even look at him when he said it. No, he said, like, don't say that. Yeah, oh, you've, you've done it now. You said something wrong. Mm. And, but, but it's the fact that, yeah, Ben could not fix his eye contact on him after he said it. Because mm. he just... Felt too bad, guilty. Wait, I think he would have... He wanted to say it back. He was desperate to say it back. And he couldn't. And, um, or, and felt like he shouldn't. And then, yeah, as you say, then it was about on the square mm. and some truths were outed. <laughs> that scene when they're outside by the Christmas tree, it just reminded me in my head, my strange visions. But it was like an owner with a puppy tying him to like a post and getting in the car and <laughs> driving, driving away. <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. Callum's the puppy, obviously. And Ben's the evil owner. But mm. that's what it reminded me of. Like his little puppy face. And he was like, come on, Ben, we're the best thing ever. And Ben's like, I have to say all these horrible things now. Yeah. The most horrible things I can say to... um To stop you from following me back to the car. Yeah. Mm. Bad boy. Tap Smack. him on the nose. <laughs> but um, yeah, they ended it and he was left heartbroken in, in the in the square. It was sad though when he said to him, "It's like I, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna ruin you, you know. I'm I'm just gonna <laughs> not like that. No, I'm, I'm gonna make sadly, sadly not." But Alan was like, oh. "Yeah, damn it! I thought that love I thought that love line would get it. <laughs> damn it!" But yeah, it was just it was really sad. It was and you you know it really hurt Ben. He walked away and it was like he was. Mm, they both they both left heartbroken, didn't mm, they? Mm. I mean, you know, and the nation. But this is feels revenge. Feels revenge over Sharon. I mean, who's to blame for all this? Is Sharon to blame? Is Keanu to blame? Is Phil to blame ultimately? Because he's the one making you know such a big song and dance and deal of it now that he's adamant that he wants some revenge mm. out of it. You but know, Phil did say to Ben, do you know. I can deal with this. And Ben took it upon himself to help his dad. So mm. it's, we, it's hard to pinpoint a blame in this mess. I feel like he, he feels that it's obligatory, though, that he has to help his dad yeah, out. because almost it's his chance. Like, But he has to, yeah. It's his, it's, I mean, he's just got this... He's suddenly got this bond with his dad, this trust and this relationship that he's wanted his whole life. He's got it. And now his dad's asking him for help. He can't say no, can he? Mm. And this is what I mean. So is it is Phil to blame for this? Or is... For the you know the breakup of Ben and Callum, or is Sharon to blame ultimately because she's the one I who blame starts Louise. the infidelity? I blame Louise. I'm surprised <laughs> Louise hasn't made it about her. About... She tried this week. She at did. The table. She did. When Phil was upset, and she said, "Always, oh, he's probably upset about Peggy, my baby." <laughs> it's like, no, he's not. It's really sad though. That also, isn't it that he doesn't seem that concerned about Peggy? Yeah, well, this is his new concern, isn't it? His... Mm. Killing Sharon, strangling Sharon. Hmm. He even stomped on her photo. <laughs> it's really funny how Sharon hasn't noticed. Like he he broke her laptop. She's like, "Oh, could you just buy me a new one?" I don't know how it fell on the floor, Phil. And then she came home and her photo was <laughs> smashed on the floor, and he'd stepped in it. And she was yeah. like, "Oh my face, what happened?" Oh, it slipped. Yeah. And then when he hit her earlier, her phone went into the sink. Yeah. And she said, "Oh, you have to buy me a brand new one. If you've done that, you naughty boy." And he so, just kind of grunted and walked off. <laughs> like, yeah, right, all right. It's like, come on, Sharon. This is you know, keep mm. it up, love. It's always like a horror film, isn't it? It's like, you know, the next person to get murdered is <laughs> the one who had the dart in its head, mm, you know? Bless her, but she's oblivious. She's happy living her pregnancy life. I mean, I'm, I'm shocked that Sharon hasn't... Because Sharon's been so worried this whole time about Phil finding out. Phil has all of a sudden, like, just turned completely mumpy and grumpy mm. after that last week when he was in the best of moods and in high spirits and literally in like a minute he just suddenly turned and to become what he's now become and sharon doesn't seem to have clicked that oh how hang on maybe phil has worked it out now <laughs> yeah well she's living in her oblivious life she thinks she's got it all mel's dead mm. lisa's not gonna talk i suppose she's kind it's of relaxed done. yeah i suppose yeah. she's kind of relaxed now she's kind of sat back and thought oh it's ended waiting for christmas yeah waiting for yeah, having a great mitchell christmas i and... do wonder um 
what Lisa's like last piece in this storyline is because she's she's had that thing last week where she was going to tell them mm. and now she's not going to tell anyone but then it's kind of feels like well what's what's left for Lisa because she's there for a bit longer if she's going to have any more involvement in I this or... Lisa is still there to be honest yeah, with you it's she really seems strange to have, she must have another piece left to to do in this storyline I imagine I would like I would like to think that Phil might end up confiding in Lisa mm. and saying you know you don't have to lie to me you I know what's happened and and then that's how he finds out it's Keanu but I mean I I, I think I think it'll be I think he'll find out through other means mm-hmm. but it'd be, you know, it would have been nice if Lisa and Phil kind of could have teamed up and made it like they're like together yeah, they she can shoot out. Keanu from the back yeah yeah knock on his door when he's drunk maybe um Louise will kill Keanu when it all comes out and Lisa will take the fall for her daughter so Louise can be free and she'll do the ultimate sacrifice as a mum I hope she doesn't do that. That's my Christmas predictions. We'll find out next week how wrong I was. Maybe Baby Peggy will um, shoot Keanu. (laughs) You ain't my dad, father. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so we're going to talk about um, Whitney and her stalker, Hell, now. Yeah. Didn't expect to see him back so soon, Leo, but he's back. I did, and I'm glad he's back early because it shows that he... I think he wants to get forgiveness from Whitney for what he's done. Mm. It's always hard to read, Leo his face yeah but like he he turned up in his 20 at the end of the week and he kind of like gave her like puppy dog eyes ish across the bar like i'm sorry here's a, <laughs> like do you know what i mean he wasn't like here's m- a menacing looking at her, but i guess when he stalks her he's like looking at her with a hood up so no he wasn't he had his hood down he was in plain sight they're not in his 20 the night the day before that oh okay well no he whitney didn't spot him the first time mm. round at the beginning of the week. That was Callum, wasn't it, I think? Callum spotted him in the market. Yes. But then kind of did the... <laughs> scratched his eyes and then looked again and he was he gone. gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And because um, she's been making lots of friends this week because she had a little friendship with Ruby at the beginning of the week. Mm. Although Ruby was being a bit of a bitch and basically saying, <laughs> take in my skirt. No, I don't, I don't want to. I, I don't think I have the time. I've got something. Take in my oh, skirt. Oh, can you? Okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah. And Shrimpy was well mumpy this week. Oh, I know. Did you notice? His face. Oh, so, oh look after the stall for me, uh, Shrimpy. Daggers. Why not? Yeah. If looks could kill. Mm. I mean, Shrimpy would be the biggest serial killer of the square this week. Well, he's probably fed up after Martin was rude to him last week. He thought, you know what? Yeah, why do I'm I not, keep looking yeah, after these stalls for you look lot? not after these stalls anymore. You main characters. You won't buy my teddy bears. Yeah, they're Whitney. a special stock. <laughs> All I wanted was a fiver for them. Yeah, 20 actually. Well, 25ers. 20 pounds he wanted. 20 pounds? Well, bag. actually, then I'm not surprised Marty <laughs> didn't pay for it. That's extortionate, Shrimpy. Sort it out. No. Off the back of a truck, they were. How dare he? Well, yeah, because um, Ruby really likes... She likes Whitney's clothes, but not Cush's. Yeah, I know, snob. I know, she's so mean. Cush's mm. meant to be her friend. Wow. Although so is Whitney too, but Cush's stuff does light up at the speck they, of a they, candle. Yes, yes. <laughs> Highly flammable from prom 2017. <laughs> Incredibly flammable. Um, which that storyline never got brought up again. But um, <laughs> yeah, they had went back and they had like a little chat about Leo and she confided in Ruby. Mm. And Whitney said that she kind of feels sorry for him. Yeah. In like a weird way. That's why she won't press charges because she feels as though, you know, he's suffered enough. He's had, mm. he's gone through quite a hard hardship because of yeah. his dad. And then obviously later in the week, Chantel comes over and tells her about her wedding renewal and stuff. So they go out and that's when Leo... Which I completely forgot about. Did you? Yeah, I completely forgot that was happening. Oh, New Year's. <laughs> that's when Lovely. it happens, everyone. Good time of year. And they go, that's when they go to 20, he's bought her thing. And that's when, I, I, I really love Chantel when she's like all strong and head and like 
because Billy's like trying to throw him out and mm. he's not doing a very good job saying he's not allowed to throw someone out. That's rubbish. I've worked in a pub. If you don't want to take someone's patronage, then you, you literally can say to them, I will not serve you. Mm. And that's the end of it. You, oh. Also, Ruby owns the place, so Whitney should have been like, Ruby, you know Lee I was telling you about? He's a... Uh... Oh, yeah. Ruby will come in and slap him. Oh, God, Ruby would be down there. <laughs> Let me put my dress on. <laughs> yeah, that you that you tailored for me. <laughs> Let me write down. But no, he's still, like, following her, and mm. she spots him, because she does report him to the police after Grey, like, convinces her because he wants to fire him. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, reasons. yeah, quite selfish reasons by Grey. That's it's Grey. Like, yeah, our firm doesn't like him very much ever since we heard about the, you know, these things that have been going on, mm. so uh, we want an excuse to fire him. <laughs> and um, it was funny, because Grey did that thing again, because he did that last week with Callum, where he says... A man shouldn't treat a woman like yeah. this. And he said it in front of Chantel. And Chantel kind of looked at him like... She swallowed hard, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, like, what? Mm. <laughs> but yeah, he's still obviously following her. And it looks like maybe Dottie might be involved. Because she, like, scared Whitney by putting her arm on her. And so maybe she's going to get involved in this Leo thing, hopefully. Oh, you reckon? Well, she's got to do something, hasn't she, Dottie? <laughs> she All just... she does is walk into a room, say something sarcastic, and then walk out again. She's a bit of a spare part, isn't she? Yeah. Dot was on this week as well. With a hot water bottle. She's yeah. obviously not fixed that. Even though she now owns her property <laughs> and she was going to get the heating sorted out. Clearly, Can't nothing's... afford it now. <laughs> nothing's been sorted. She can afford it. She's got Dr. Leg money oh, yeah, burning her pocket. She's just waiting to be spent. All she can do is hold a hot water bottle. Get your heating sorted out, Dot. Come on now. While we're talking about Dot, I found that was such a missed opportunity when Dot started talking about Nick and how she didn't want Martin to be like Nick. Mm. But Dottie had left the room just before that started. I was like... Well, yeah, we were talking about that because you said that Dottie stands up to her dad. But Mm. I was like, well, no, she knows what her dad was like. But we remember that scene when Dottie was asking for work from Phil a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And um, he said... It was Phil or Martin, they said it to I'm sure it's Phil because it was when she was going out with Bex and, and... and they said, you're wrong and just like your dad. Yeah. And, yeah. But you she know nothing said, about my dad. Yeah. So it would have been nice if she was in the room and Dot said that about Nick. So we could have at least had her acknowledge reaction it. or something. But yeah, it seems really strange. It's funny. Because kind of, like, you're kind of, we're all kind of expecting there to be a scene where Dot would talk about Nick to Dottie. Mm. And, you know, kind of open up Dottie then to a story, perhaps. <laughs> Um, yeah, or what she remembers of her dad yeah. or how that's traumatised her, how he manipulated her when she was young. And, you know, because he manipulated her into killing Dot. So like, it must have, like, have some sort of psychological, <laughs> you'd think. But no, she just walked out of the room before Dot said it. So it felt a bit wasted to me. Well, as but... you said, she said a one-liner and left. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, we've got Leo stalking how and he has been reported now. So Which is probably going to wind Leo up because Leo obviously wanted to do this calmly mm-hmm. and kind of... Put her have... in a boot. No, yeah, <laughs> slap her in the public. Um, yeah, it'll probably wind him up again and show more of his bad side. Exactly. Again, I, guess. I think he'll he'll feel like that. He'll feel like again. He'll revert back to feeling like he's being punished, like how his dad had been punished by Whitney because Whitney had reported him, and you know. So I feel like mm. I feel like what Whitney's done. By being pushed as well by Grey isn't possibly the right thing. I think she should have just kept well enough alone and just eventually mm. I think he would have I don't know. Stopped. She should have reported him. I think that was the best thing to do. Well. But I, I wonder maybe if Leo's mum will come over and see Whitney and like speak to her about him. Maybe that'd be She don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> you know, she's I in like... a pea-stained dress still. <laughs> I like his mum. She's cool. Oh so yeah, I'd she's amazing. Welcome her back. Yeah, she's a great character, but I just don't think she wants um, much to do with forgiving her son. No one does. No one wants anything to do. Leo. I feel sorry for Leo in, in a, a weird, weird twisted, way, yeah, you know, puppy dog way. Mm. 
Right, so we're going to go on to our game of the week and then we'll finish up our roundup. So we are here to play a game of Slater Family Values. Oh, lovely. An old classic for everyone, just like the Slaters. <laughs> yes, they are of a heritage. And nearly 20 years they've been in the show. Mm, they still can't find anywhere to live. <laughs> Um, so for anyone who doesn't know listening um, Slater Family Values is where you have to link up two characters that I say in six steps so Mm. like six degrees of separation so you can link them by relationship or job or storyline but something that relates two characters together because the whole world revolves around six degrees of separation so does Wolford Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wolford's no exception to this rule no so you have 60 seconds to link up the lovely NHS worker Sonia Fowler Queen of the NHS. <laughs> That's right. Founder of the NHS. Founder of the Biro. <laughs> the Biro Air Tube. To the total slag that is Cat Slater. Okay, so you have 60 seconds and your time begins now. Mm, I'm feeling quite confident about this. Sonia Fowler mm. uh, was <laughs> married to. was married to Martin Fowler. Yes. Uh, Martin Fowler uh, obviously was married quite famously to Stacey or is with Stacey Fowler but for how long we don't know mm-hmm. Stacey Fowler is 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 very well missed by Gene Slater right Gene Slater really wants some attention Gene Slater has been getting that attention from Kush Kasimi yes lucky her and Kush Kasimi is dating Kat Slater is that enough steps Sonia Martin. Are you missing one? Nope. Sonia Martin, Jean, Cat. Um, no. Sonia Martin. Sonia Martin, Stacy, Jean, Kush, Cat. Six steps. Okay, fine. You, had, you did that in 49 seconds. You're welcome. Now I thought that was quite easy for you. You normally like to be a bit left field, like putting Chatham and Riley or something. <laughs> or, or say, if you can fit this person in in the middle, you can uh, get an extra bonus. Point. That's for the listeners, that is. All right, so what's the listeners have to throw in then, in the middle, if um, they want to join in? Denise. Denise Fox. Yep. Okay, so they need to connect Sonia Fowler with Cat Slater with Denise Fox thrown in the middle. Mm-hmm. For a bonus point. Mm-hmm. And how can they get in touch with uh, letting you know their steps? Don't know, but I want to say my steps first. Oh, I don't okay. care about everyone else. <laughs> wow. <laughs> don't worry, listeners. This will be a solo show <laughs> Well, soon. a different way to do it is Sonia's daughter is Bex. Mm-hmm. Bex's best friend is Louise. Well, best friend. (laughs) Louise is dating Keanu. Has Bex actually visited Louise yet for her baby? Well, to meet Peggy, probably not. No, they haven't, have they? At the time of recording, no. They just don't give a damn about each other. Uh, Keanu's brother is married to Tiff. Tiff's mum is Bianca. Bianca's best friend is Kat. Very different. I mean, I just stuck to the Slaters. Well, it's Slater family values, so... Like a mould to a tile. Exactly. That's how you do it. Mm. That's how they do it. They do, yeah. That's, that's how they're staying in the rented accommodation. Well, there you go. You beat um, Slater Family Values. And let's see if the listeners can add in Denise Fox to get a bonus point. Mm. Get in touch on Twitter or comment below if you're listening on YouTube. We always like to see your links. There you go. So that was Slater's Family Values. So let's go on to Martin because we spoke about him earlier with the dot nick situation but mm. there's a winter wonderland he wanted to take arthur to i've got my tickets got yours no i've heard it's a bit of a washout 
I'm going to the Hollyoaks one this week. Are you? I've, I might pop on to um, the Weatherfield one, actually. Yeah. What about yeah. the Holby City one? Oh, no. I don't think no. that's so good. Well, they're, they're sharing it with the casualty lot, so uh, it's, you know, anything shared is never going to be hard. Yeah, the week of Wonderland on uh, Winter <laughs> Wonderland on TV this week. Just nuts. And um, yeah, we had lovely Martin Sonia moments, which are very rare, but they have such a history together. It's nice when we um, get them together like that. Because they can reminisce about our favourite characters. I mean, they have such a history, Sonia and Martin. Like, since they were, like, 15, 14, Mm -hmm. they've had... They've been off and on in relationships. So... The, the history they have between them, it just it's just ripe for plucking them talking and reminiscing and thinking about the past. And, you know, you can bring in, as you say, some old characters that, you know, tickle your brain over the Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy Pauline mo- mention. That's yeah. That's good. What would she think of them now? <laughs> She'd hate every minute. That's what she, she would have thought. But would she hate Stacey more? That's the question. Oh, God, yeah. Would <laughs> she hate anyone for her Martin? <laughs> Martin was her precious. It was her last, her last ditch attempt to make... Everything all a right, good wasn't son, it? yeah, a yeah. good child. Didn't didn't ever work for her. Um, but we had like an interesting development where Martin go leans in to kiss so- Sonia, bisexual Sonia. <laughs> well, she. I know. It's, it, I, I was so happy again. I was really happy. I'm always pleased when the characters turn away from Martin, like Ruby did the other week, and then they announce later on that they actually might still love Martin. Sonia mm. says, and she said it to Tina. And when I saw like the next scene was Tina and Sonia, I thought, oh, are we going to pick up the Tina and Sonia relationship again? But no. No. She likes mine. She does like Martin. But she wanted, She, although she rejected Martin's kiss, she then mm. confides in Tina and says, actually, I kind of wanted it, but it didn't really feel <laughs> <Same>. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If Martin leant over and gave you a kiss after he uh, won you a teddy on the test of strength. <laughs> I kind you, of wanted it. You kind of wanted it. But you don't want to be second best, just no, like Sonia, you see. Because Sonia, Sonia kind of thinks that Martin's only thinking about himself now. Because he does this big, long talk and lecture about how he he's, doesn't feel like he's walked on anymore. And he's not... He's not like a pushover. He's not a doormat. And he's, you know, he's, he's, the power that this is giving him is exactly what he wants now. This mm. is how he wants to be. I mean, obviously we have that lie where he said to Stacey he'd slept with Sonia. Yeah. <laughs> now we have Sonia actually falling in love with him. So when Stacey comes back, are they going to be like together? And she's going to be like, oh, so you cheated on... And Sonia be like, no, we got together after you broke up. And then it will yeah. come out the truth and then they'll but, break up but again. Stacey has... Fine. But Stacey has no right to have a go at Martin if him and Sonia do end up back together again because Stacy's moved on. Oh yeah, cool. Stacy's got that guy she found at the school yeah, gate. With his own house. Yeah. So really Stacy can't come in and start trumping around going, Oh Martin, what are you doing with That's her true. that tramp? There's no there's no reason for her to say that. They've moved on. They've gone in their different directions and that's what Stacy wanted mm-hmm. and that's what Martin's done. So I mean what are you would you like to see Martin and Sonia like no. Back again? Or... <laughs> Sadly not, no. No. I do like, I like that Sonia and Martin have a friendship, but we're kind of going back to a story of about a year ago when Sonia oh thought yeah. that Martin loved her again and she started setting <laughs> she up. She rented a cottage. <laughs> she rented a cottage and it took Bex to tell her. But this is the thing. This is what's really upset me. Bex has had a really hard time. She's had a practically a breakdown mm-hmm. and she needs Multiple. to be. Yeah, and she needs to be built back up again. She's lost her guitar. She can't use her creative side anymore to let out her feelings. She lost Shaquille. Mm -hmm. She fancied Kush and walked into a shower with him. She ran away. She took an overdose. She she uh, over-exerted herself in doing her exams, took caffeine pills. Lots and lots of things happened. And all these little dominoes caused one big effect to then have her have this absolute, you know, this suicide attempt. And yet Sonia and Martin 
just seemed to not care about her. And I think really I'd much rather that they kind of made the Sonia and Martin story more about fixing Bex. Yeah, the little family unit. Yeah, and sorting them. As friends. Yeah, exactly. Mm, I agree, because the Bex situation, we just listed off those, quite a few storylines we listed off there for Bex. Mm. But when you think of Bex this year, you don't really think of any storylines. Like they're very, two episodes here, two episodes there, two episodes and done but they're few and far between yeah, and it's such a shame because all those subjects we just mentioned in that little joke like they are actually quite serious decent storylines oh absolutely and they're once... just not given any payoff well no one seems to care like Stuart really was concerned over Bex he and he's moved he? on yeah he's moved on to Rainy got Rainy in our fridge yeah. And Be- exactly and Martin don't seem to care and it's just I just I feel I feel just a bit sorry for Bex really because again she's just kind of this meh character and kind of is lingering in the background mm. and nothing Louise don't care of course Louise doesn't care <laughs> I don't think Louise really cares about baby Peggy I think she's she's grateful for this week that she's not had Peggy around her mm. she's like oh great I can do what I want for a week while Peggy's in intensive care at hospital so Sonia and Martin you know in this idealistic world yes they could probably work out together but they've already shown that they're not very good together they're quite destructive yeah, they've tried a lot and they're better as friends and so i think they're you know sonia is living in this dream world and martin i think is just getting kicks from just kind of knowing that women are falling off him and kind of getting hot on it yeah they're all going aren't they but, um, it was nice that tina was like supportive and i like tina and sonia's like friendship like because they yeah ended not on the best terms but it's nice that they can confide in each other as well. I quite oh. like those two. It's nice. It's nice that they're kind of harking back to the past when they're trying to find conversations for characters to have with one another. So, you know, last week, uh, Sharon and Ian were having chats in the cafe and mm. reminiscing an old time. So it's nice that they're doing that. But yeah, just keep them as friends. Don't make them a relationship. No. And anyway, Martin's the new Nick Cotton. Dot no, obviously. So let's not, you know, you don't want to be with the new Nick Cotton. <laughs> He'll be killing off Dot next week. Yeah, yeah. Getting that money. Fixing her food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Getting the million. Mm. Do you reckon that's the big job that Tubbs has got sorted out? What, kill off Dot? Snuff Dot. <laughs> it's yeah. quite a big job because no one can seem to do it. No one ever can. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's got a big dangerous job with Tubbs. And mm. Tubbs was like, are you sure this is this is the big one? But no, Martin's up for it. He's going. Yeah, he's up for Whatever the big one from big Tubbs. job is, yeah. I'm there to call if you want me. Uh, so we're going to talk about the Slaters now and the house sale by Janine Butcher got a mention. That excited me. Yeah. It's just a shame at the situation that her name was mentioned by. <laughs> by the Panacea brothers. Yes. And we now know that we're pronouncing their name correctly. Mm, until we're told we're not. <laughs> but that's all they, they, on the show, they called them the Panacea brothers. That's right. So we're East End, we're going for we're, it. Yeah, we're doing it 100%. We're sticking to what they're saying, the Panacea. Yes, and um, yeah, Jags was there, of course, eating popcorn this week, I think. I don't know, I just turn off. You know, you know he's, he's just a blur to me on the screen, to be perfectly mm. honest with you. I didn't even like Vinny this week. Normally I love Vinny. Yeah, Vinny was a bit slimy, yeah, a bit nervous. Wasn't he? he was a bit narky. Yeah. Yeah, I hate these characters. And the fact that they've bought um, the Pat Butcher house, the iconic mm. house, they don't deserve to own that house. No, they don't. What's Janine doing? With Janine's there. Well, that's true. What's happened to... The... You see, I was more Why interested in... sell it? That's exactly it. I was more interested in knowing, well, the background information of what's happening to Janine right now, that she needs the money to sell... To, 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 in order to for, to sell the house. Yeah, because didn't she leave and she had like a million or something, didn't she? I think she oh, left with remember. a lot of money Yeah. last time we saw her. But yeah, why is she selling out? What's going on? So, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm more curious about Janine's situation off the square. They maybe, should do a spin-off. <laughs> maybe Ricky's asked her for a bit of cash. Mm. Or Diane. Or the oh. other sister who we can't remember her name. The older one. The older sister. Oh, yeah, the one who was mm. looking after Janine. He's never in it. 
Yeah. Maybe one of them is a bit financially struggled, so Janine's saying, all right. If it's going to be anyone, it'd be Diane, wouldn't it? Yeah. But then mm-hmm. Diane and Janine weren't particularly, you know, very close. The family. Yeah, what but, Pat would have wanted. Yeah, but <laughs> it would have been. <laughs> but I don't think Janine would have cared. I think she would have cared if it was... Well, we don't know what's going on, do we? No, we don't. That's that's what I mean. And that's a much more interesting, a far more interesting story because we're talking about that more than the actual story that's that's happened. I mean, I did enjoy the Slater bits, and I love that Kat's getting you know these breadcrumbs of scenes that she's getting, and she's she keeps reminding me that actually Kat's a really fun, good character when she's on screen. Mm. Um, it's just the fact that that's like a meh story of selling the house and upping the rent and they're gonna chuck them out and now they've like locked themselves in the house and things yeah they barricaded themselves in which is such a silly plan and <laughs> they're planning to live on gravy granules and mm. christmas pudding for the next god knows how long and it's it just ugh, it just seems like such a it's again it's one it's the it's the christmas story there's always one christmas story which they put in there just as a bit of yeah, the poor family yeah kind of light relief but at the same time, you know, kind of contrasting this this difficult Christmas to mm. everyone else having a, a what looks like on the surface is going to be a much better Christmas, but probably won't be either. And I found it strange how obviously Mo knew about this and she kept it secret. And we had like one or two jokes where they kicked Mo and said she was silly or silly or fool. But we don't actually know like, why did she not tell them? Like, could they not explore Big Mo a bit? Like she used to be a proper character, but mm. they've just... It's glazed over the fact that she didn't tell anyone, and that was just well. It. I guess that she didn't tell anyone because she thought that if she ignored it, it would go away. That's kind of that is that is a character trait of Mo, isn't it? Really, I know it would be nice to have at least seen the mask her. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, she didn't. All she did is get a kick on the leg, and you silly old fool. Well, everyone kept having a go at her, didn't they? Yeah. Even Jean, even, like when Kush walked into the room with Jean, and she, he said, "Do you mind if I interrupt?" And she said, "The fact that it's you, it make it's an in, infinitely Mo, better, yeah. <laughs> infinitely better." So I feel a bit sorry for Mo that she's kind of been outcasted by the Slater family. Mm. Poor old woman. Mm. Um, and obviously the other half of this storyline was the Gene situation and the Daniel situation. Yeah. That video finally came to light about the um, football match or horse racing, not we, sure. It was a football match that Kush and Cat uh, went to, Kat apparently. Had gone to. Yeah. I'm going to look back and see if they actually did go to that. I wonder I, if it was I mentioned briefly, like in one sentence I somewhere. don't think it was. I doubt it very much. That's not very good planning. No, but we did say that there'll be something on that video that's being missed, and you did say it was the radio, so mm-hmm. you were right. Lovely old Kush did it. He, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> he certainly did. And um, he even saw Daniel and confronted him and... Yeah, Daniel's, so Daniel's back. Yeah. So I'm so pleased about that. And he sort of said, he explained to Kush why he did what he did. Because he didn't want to hurt Gene more than he had to, I suppose. Well, that was, that's pretty much sums it up. He, he felt like he's dying and he can't put someone through the pain of watching someone deteriorate and die. Hmm. Um, but I think, I think Daniel got it all wrong because he, I think Gene needs that kind of companionship and that relatability because she's almost in a very similar boat at the moment she feels so weak and tired and it's mm. the chemo and she's worried that it's the you know the cancer is actually still killing her and i think if she had that she still had daniel and the friend it would just be such a you know they could go through this experience together and see the the highs and the lows i just i think daniel made a really bad decision there mm. i also found this week was like the first week where i actually felt that jean was seriously ill mm. like the rest of the time it's been like she's acting like she's got the flu or something like they've not really been but this week it you could really see that she was acting quite frail and yeah ill so that was that was not nice but that was good how 
how they portrayed that. She was I really was ref- the best one. Yeah, really reflective, and you're yeah you're seeing her that way and really being reflective. I thought it was really sweet. I loved the line she said actually this week when she said, "No, we never get to smile. We never get to have moments of happiness." And I thought that was really a real sweet line actually. Mm. But um, yeah, I want Daniel to come back and make Jean happy. But then ultimately, he's probably going to kill Jean again, isn't it? It's probably going to destroy her when mm. Daniel does. So what he's done is. The, an awful thing an awful thing he'll probably like leave them he'll die and leave her money and then she'll buy the house back off the um brothers and then that'll be the end of them oh, yeah but the yeah <laughs> it'll, it'll be enough to pay the rent because they're increasing the rent even after cat tried to um use her boobs to lower the rent yeah she showed her teeth and cleavage as uh linda poetically right. put her it never fails but it failed this time nope can't be turned oh crap what's that all about uh, you insinuating he's gay don't know Insinuating something. Well, it was insinuating in, the, an interesting story well, for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was interesting because she mentioned cancer, and that was like what what touched his that heart was the a little bit. Because obviously it? their mum is um dying of cancer too, so he has got a heart. Well, not really, because he's still up to the rent. because <laughs> he's still yeah, he's got half a heart. Well, he's still thinking business mind. He's like, well, we've got to find somewhere for us to live. Yeah, we've got to split between three. Yeah, but they're living with their mum, so why do they suddenly need to move in on the square? I know they need to be close to Ash and some kind of convoluted reason, but no. When did they arrive? October, November? Can't remember. Don't work out when the contracts were. (laughs) Next October, possibly. With the year contract. October-ish, wasn't it, when they kidnapped Lola? Yeah. No, it was September, wasn't it? Uh, Okay. Not long. (laughs) Three months down, nine to go. (laughs) Right, that was the roundup complete. Mm. I think we have time for a poll and this time last year. Yes, very and, popular. And I'm not one to gossip. That's right. So we'll see you in about seven seconds. And you know me, I ain't one to gossip. So it's the end of the show and this is not the end of the content because this is where we look back at past stories from yesteryears. We also look at birthdays and deaths. We read out your comments that you've sent to us on our Twitter, Instagram and Facebook page and Facebook group and we find out who'd won the week in our poll. So to start the ball rolling, Ben, put on your time travel shoes, get Mm. on your rainbow coloured cap like that that he wore in Back to the Future and step into your DeLorean and tell me something that happened in the past. I can't think of anything else to say. No. Um, one birthday, 17th of December, 1939. Aunt Sal. Aunt Sal. I was only thinking of Aunt Sal. Obvious reasons, because I did a video this week, but Aunt Sal's in it. And I was thinking, oh, we haven't seen Aunt Sal in ages. Mm. She was the last seen at Ronnie Roxy's wedding and then funeral. Yes. One after the other. One after the other, quite soon. <laughs> so you haven't seen her since. Maybe she'll come over for Christmas. That'll be interesting. <laughs> Making... She'll have a few words to say to Sharon. Oh, she'll she? have a few snide comments, I'm sure. <laughs> and we've got one death, which was the 16th of December 2005, which was Nana Moon. Oh, yes. She died at Christmas, yeah. didn't she? Whilst um, the Santa Claus was dancing. That's right. Mm. One more time, Alfie. <laughs> and then she died. Um, so the episode that I went, I didn't do the Nana Moon Death episode. You'll be thankful to hear. I did the 16th of December, 1999. Hang on, is this a clip that they could see on our Twitter feed if they it wanted is. to? Thompson okay. Alfred has seen it, as has commented. Lucy Benjamin. Yeah, Lucy Benjamin loves it. <laughs> Someone who worked behind the scenes as well, so she's got photographs of them all in mm. Amsterdam. Very interesting. I mean, I do wonder. This is an episode where they filmed in Amsterdam. A whole group, about ten characters. They went. It was like a stag and hen do for Barry and Natalie. This was the heady days of EastEnders, wasn't it? Yeah, so, um, but I did think when I watched that, I bet they had a 
great old time when they weren't filming. Yeah, I bet. They had a good <laughs> couple of days. Yeah, it was a really good episode. We have, like, the boys and the girls. So the episode's kind of split in two. And then at the end, both the boys, the stag and the hen do, like, team up in the same club by accident. But um, the boys are just going around and Robbie wants to get a spliff of from somewhere. Um, and he goes to like, this really posh restaurant and gets all confused. And he gets a hot chocolate instead of a spliff. And it's like, <laughs> weird. How do you mix that up? I don't know. It's this weird thing. And, um... Steve Owen takes him to the right place to get what he wants and then mm. he's just a mess for the rest of the time. Um, and the <laughs> girls are going to Anne Frank's museum, oh, doing, doing, doing little boat trips and they then start drinking <laughs> where it all goes downhill. And they, Ruined. Yeah, and the, the women are given challenges to do through the night and males challenges to kiss six men from six different countries mm. in one night. That seems doable in Amsterdam. And um, Mel gets more and more drunk as the night goes on. <laughs> and if you do watch the video, her drunk dancing is quite something to behold. And she is at the moment with Ian in the storyline, but Steve's on the trip. Right. Yes, it's just before the New Year's Yeah, the wedding. wedding. Yes, yes, yes. And her and Steve has had bunked up before in Brighton in a previous episode. So they, they go around the place in 1999, aren't they? I mean... All around the world. This is when... This is when the license fee didn't matter. <laughs> this is when they could mm. just throw money at EastEnders. <laughs> um, and they obviously end up kissing each other. And she's and he says, you know, what about Ian? You've got a great bloke at home. <laughs> she says, Ian, doesn't matter if we're on holiday anyway. <gasps> so Mel was right on it. What happens in Amsterdam stays yeah. in Amsterdam. What happens in Brighton stays in Brighton. <laughs> Basically, anywhere outside of Walford <laughs> stays outside of yeah, Walford. Yeah, Mel's on it. Yeah. And um, Natalie's mum, it ends with Natalie's mum, who's talking to Barry, and she says to him you know you don't have to marry her you can wait for someone who's truly decent enough for you and natalie overhears oh i know i've not i've not noticed her mum as a character before but she was quite interesting she's quite she's a bit of a drunk loud mouth lass woman mm, but, um, obviously a... there's a history between natalie and her mum that's what i was about to say i remember there was a history between them two but i don't remember much more than that mm. but it was really nice seeing um obviously lisa but also mel like being fun and she yeah. had all these friends around her and it was so different to obviously what the male was when isolated and yeah. evil and ice queen yeah mm. it's really funny to see but lisa was having a whale of a time because she had a disposable camera oh god disposable cameras <laughs> disposable cameras just remind me of weddings when they used to have one in every table mm. and at the end of the night they'd like basically just have loads of blurred pictures of people's <laughs> underwear and so mm. forth throughout the episode they just kept showing like a face on shot of lisa going cheese and then taking a photo like, all the time did they show a still of what she was taking yeah, a photograph a few of them of? they did group excellent, photos excellent but um, yeah that was the episode but you can see it all round up in less than two minutes on our twitter or facebook group mm. and i'll give you the links to those at the end of the program so that's who won that year or yep. that week mail drunk mail drunk mail who what more can you ask for but who won this week so as we always put a poll out on our twitter our instagram and our facebook we collect all the results together and then make one ultimate score for ben then to guess who had won the week the four different stories this week were mitchell's jacked in yeah that's a good one the yeah. best one the biggest one it was the biggest one stuart's christmas undertaking no that's silly. Jean Juggles Trouble. That was good. Mm-hmm. And Bailey's Nativity. Oh, no, that was the silliest. Okay. So, uh, which so which one do you think won the week? Mitchell's, obviously. They did. With half the vote. 50% of the Is that vote. it? Together. Oh. All together, 50% of the vote. Thought it'd be higher. Um, in second place was Stuart's Christmas Undertaking with really? 19%. Second? Mm. Bailey's Nativity was third I with 16%. And Jean Juggles Trouble at 15%. That's stupid. So the most heartfelt episode. 
<laughs> and they got the least, the least amount of votes. Bailey's nativity comes third. Global warming, <sighs> inclusive play, and there was. I'm a gonna button. take the vote away from the people too. <laughs> You're gonna do your agree. Own. Ben's vote. <laughs> Dictatorship here. <laughs> um, a few comments as we uh, read out from our Twitter. First of all, about Phil from at Gina Raquel on Twitter said, "I love Ben and Callum. Phil and Ben have the best scenes and the most complex relationship." That's true. They're good. At mm. Wax Perfect said, not very manly behaviour from Phil beating someone who is tied up and he even got someone else to do it. I know, we hide those two thugs like really quickly. The goons, yeah. They're the same ones that offed um, Luke Browning, do you think? Ben's last lover. Oh yeah, when Phil, <laughs> Phil's got his teeth. Yeah, it reminds me of that episode, of, I've referenced The Simpsons already tonight, but The Simpsons episode when um, Milhouse oh, loses his teeth oh, yeah, and they're always talking about Marge she, keeps hold of them. She's making a point and Mel knocks on the, uh, Milhouse knocks on the door. Can I have my teeth back? And she just looks and closes her <laughs> fist. Uh, Kieran on Facebook said, Phil's a lot of things, but he's not a killer. I don't know why they're teasing this. Yeah, it's such an empty tease, that duff duff. An empty duff duff. Skylar Jordan on Twitter says about Honey, I really don't see her back with Billy. Honestly, she ought to be back with Jack. There's always been a spark between them. Oh, yeah, they did that thing like two years ago. They were, they were teasing an affair with Jack and Honey, weren't they? They mm. kept sort of hinting at it back in the days when Ingrid was around. It was about around that time. That's right. That's They kept teasing those two. Yeah, and they've got that friendship, haven't they? Between I'm, I'm surprised they haven't thought about Honey and Jack. Mm. But Keep it as a friendship, though. It's nice. Yes, I like true. characters who stay friends sometimes. It's much better. Mm. Much better. Much better. <laughs> Ali on Facebook says, oh, hello, Ali, by the way, a new member on our Facebook group. Ali has said on Balam, I hope Ben does realise his loyalties and future are with Callum and Lexi and not Phil. But Ben still wants his dad's approval. Yeah, been there. You... Move on, Ben. You've been there? No, Ben's been there with Phil lots of times. Oh, I see. Have you... to move on and open your horizons. <laughs> Um, Sophie on Facebook says, I'm worried for Whitney. I'm heartbroken about Callum and I'm laughing at Phil. Oh, good. All the emotions in one go. Nicely summed up, I thought. That was a nice little Mm. end. Um, as I say, you can contact us. The podcast could have been 10 seconds long. We should have just made that the podcast. (laughs) Started off the theme tune and just said, worried for Whitney, heartbroken for Callum, (laughs) laughing at Phil. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Uh, so... You can contact us in many, many methods and forms. You can find us on Twitter at EastEnders Week. You can find us on Instagram at EastEnders Weekly Podcast. You can join our Facebook group. It's a really great and lively group. Just go to Facebook and search EastEnders Weekly Podcast and click to join. You can find our YouTube channel where we upload new videos every week, including a spoiler cast, which we release in the new year, probably be every Tuesday. But at the moment, they're just coming out thick and fast. I think they're all done now until the new year. Okay. But we are releasing another new video coming out on Boxing Day. It's a brand new series absolutely and there's another video after that on new year's day oh yes so uh there's a video uploaded recently as well where i react to the 2007 dvd gate of max branning and stacy getting discovered and remember um, to listen to us next week because we've got a big announcement next week oh absolutely so you can find us on youtube by searching eastenders weekly podcast and you can also email us eastendersweekly at gmail.com we do have a big announcement next week on the christmas episode send in your guesses and see how disappointed you'll be oh, wow <laughs> well because they'll be <laughs> like, like building people will be like oh an interview with letitia dean it's not an interview to Letitia Dean. Well, that's that's spoiled that one, hasn't it? But yeah, listen there in is for an that. Announcement. There is an announcement, a big announcement next week. And we're still holding out for some people to send in some audio clips to wish us a happy 100th episode. Yeah, we've got a few. We have. We have got a few and we'd love a lot more. If you fancy just sending us a, about a 30 second audio clip, no longer if you can, um, and we're going to scatter them in our 100th episode. 
just uh, just to wish us well. Mm. We like well wishes on this show. So uh, thank you for listening, as always. It's always great to have your company. And uh, we'll see you next week. We will. Goodbye.